the cradle weeps. A high priestess weeps for forgotten love. A society weeps for their god. A god weeps for its children. A god killer weeps for no one. For they have abandoned all they had. Birth of a god killer. So your origin. You were a normal person once before you realized what you could do. Choose an origin. Yeah, I'm looking at these. I do like revenge. Oh, the wronged? <laughs> yeah, but I'm not sure. I kind of like the devout, actually. No, I think I maybe just want to do the wronged. Uh, nothing wrong with the wronged. Yeah, yeah, I think I want to do the wronged. The wronged seeks revenge. Your divinity is fearsome, dark, and hard to control. Answer the following. Okay. What tragedy did you alone survive? So do we know anything about this world that we're in? Do we want to build up out the cradle first? Maybe. Maybe. I feel like I might know my character a little bit better if I if we had a cradle. That takes place in the first session, so creating the cradle. Your first task is to flesh out the god killer's home as a team. The player starts by answering the questions of their choosing from the list. Then the GM answers a question of their choosing. Keep going back and forth until you feel like you have a good grasp on what your cradle looks like. Just general idea. Is this like fantasy times? Like, is this, is this fucking post-apocalyptic Tokyo? Like, uh, there's all sorts of, uh, I just looked over and saw an SMT thing over there. What, like, is there anything about that at all in this? I think that's up for you to define. Okay. Like, am I a shadow runner? <laughs> like, what is Who that? knows? Yeah. Oh, like, God. it could be, sh you are a mercenary in a world where gods have me mega corporations oh, or God. you are in smt and you are fighting like yahweh and lucifer <laughs> or i could be tom cruise and i have to kill an ai god in the new mission impossible movie yeah see there you go <laughs> that's the that is the plot of that movie <laughs> yeah um hmm i don't know okay Sorry, I'm just trying to think about all of this stuff here. You know, I'm ready to be creative, but I need to think. Okay. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. The only rules of the system is that the gods used to care for the mortals, but now they rule over them mercilessly. The cradle died a long time ago, but its ghost lives on, and you call this necrotizing wound home. The mess of corpses of slain deities populate ruined tracts of land, the gaps between their bones bristling with beasts and monsters, scavengers and pillagers, mortals and smaller gods. So that sort of implies that there's a little bit of a uh, world that I'm in, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it could be, like, that gives me kind of, like, Dark Souls vibes. Yeah. But again, the set dressing could be like before it became this 
before the cradle died, it was like a techno land or <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that we have to do that though, but having a gun is having a laser gun would be cool. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, yes. Um Okay, well let's answer these questions about the cradle. What beautiful place in the cradle do you call home and what about it is broken? So I'm thinking of uh, maybe sort of a dark ages sort of thing, uh, sort of the way that people used to think about like Europe after the fall of the Roman Empire, though historically it's a little bit more complicated than that, but just sort of like how there was one sort of a grand civilization that was sort of uniting everybody and they were building like these grand, grand things and whatever. And now we live in a place where that is no longer the case. Like people would look out and they would see like Roman aqueducts and be like, how the hell did anybody make that? Like that seems impossible to make. Um, and people were making it just, you know, a little while ago. Um, so I think that's the sort of world that we live in. Um, we, my cradle, my home is a small little valley um, in in the middle of these sort of grand mountains. And I think maybe the mountains themselves are not natural mountains. Um, I think maybe they were created by those who came before. Um, uh, but this sort of valley in between all of them is sort of a, maybe it was like a vacation spot at one point. There's, um, there's, uh, like lots of, uh, running water and, and trees and stuff. Yeah. I think whatever this was, it was once like a garden for maybe some of the, the wealthy to visit or maybe everyone to visit. We don't know too much about what came before. Um, but the thing that is broken is that the resources are slowly running out. There is not enough for us to stay here forever, particularly like the, the water and the soil are sort of, um, uh, uh, they, they are going to run out at some point, And that is what is broken. And I think maybe the gods are letting us keep that. I don't know why, but when you said, like, artificial mountains, kind of, like, it gave me near Automata vibes. Like, just toppled skyscrapers. Oh, yeah, like, big old, like, arcologies, like, for Blade Runner and shit. Yes, big yeah. arcologies that you just call mountains because there's no, no, else, no yeah. way else to describe them. Hell yeah, just, yeah. like, darkened arcologies. Um, yeah, ooh, I like that. Do we... Want to pull like a Horizon Zero Dawn and say that gods are like the remnants of like robots or like AI that have used to take care of humanity, but then after civilization fell, it was like, I can do this on my own. I think that is maybe, I think there are some gods that are AI, and I guess we're only going to be fighting one god, so we'll make it an AI, this is a one-shot. I don't need to start doing a massive world-building thing in my head. But I think there's also maybe, like, um, humans, they're, like, maybe, like, humans that cyborg themselves and are now sort of ser serving as immortal gods that sort of understand how things work. 
um, you know, stuff like that. But I think um, malicious AI or well-meaning AI or something, that could definitely be a kind of god in this post-apocalyptic world. Malicious, well-meaning, lesser gods are cybered out humans. Yeah. Okay, I think I will answer, with that in mind, I think I will answer the next question. That's the one that says, what god rules your home and what must you tithe to them in exchange? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I think the god that rules your home is R-A-M. I'm sorry, say that again? R-A-M. R-A-M. Ram? Yeah. But Rom? I don't don't... Random access memory, like, above table, but, like, if people just, if it tried to tell people how to spell its name, but then they just took that as how the the name actually was. Mm-hmm. But R.A.M. And you must, t- for their protection, you tithe to them memories. You tithe them memories? Yes. Fascinating. Okay. Do, do they take away our memories completely, or do they copy them? I think they, I think they take away the memories you tithe. I wonder why it's doing that. Uh, okay, another one says, what group of mortals or monsters threatens your home, and what god do they serve? Oh. Yeah. So our home, which I think we mostly just call home. Yes. Maybe the valley, but our home in the valley. Um, I think... The things that we, we say that there are like creatures that live in and under the mountains, um, which as we, you know, we, we say are the arcologies. And I think maybe some people go like searching through them, you know, to, to, to find like goods and whatnot, you know, stuff that they can trade. And then that'll be like, oh, you've woken up the beasts in the mountain. Um, and we don't, and I think maybe there's some combination of um, uh, some survivors who, like other, you know, mortals that uh, perhaps work with another sort of AI or other sort of god um, that live inside of these places. Um, and maybe sometimes it's just like, nanobots trying to consume or like you know robots that have long lost their uh their purpose or terrible fucking mutants you know just standard sci-fi stuff um and i think maybe um one of the gods that we've heard of um is cronus Oh, I C R O N U S. Yes, nice. uh, but it's all in all caps because it's absolutely some sort of computer program. I'm gonna put brackets. Cronus close yeah. brackets. Yeah, I don't know if Cronus will come up, but I like I like Cronus. 
I mean, that that sounds like the, you know, it's absolutely a Greek thing, but it, yeah, it could be a, a computer program. Yeah. Yeah. It's something, some kind of system because yeah. it ends in S. The, yeah, the Cronus system. Yeah. I keep, I keep almost wanting to say the Cronut system, but that's a different. That's a different. Okay. I'm getting a feel for the world now. I'm feeling it. Do we need to, I mean, we could answer some more stuff about the cradle if we wanted to, but I do think that I could go and start looking at making my God killer now that I sort of get the idea of where I live. All right. What kind of world we live in. Let's make your God killer and then we can go back to the cradle if we need to. Sounds good. I kind of like the devout. Actually. Uh Now that we're like, oh, they're computers. You know, I could be somebody figured out, oh, this is not, you know, this is not some sort of god. This is, okay, so for the devout, it says, the devout used to worship a god, but no longer. Your divinity is radiant, soft, and enviable. Answer the following. And this could also explain, like, if I am, if I am the one who, like, sort of interfaced with Ram, I maybe, the way I would do that would be through, like, a lot of technological stuff. Which means that that's sort of my divinity as I am like learning and understanding this sort of stuff that's giving me my own sort of power. Okay. What beautiful lie did you believe? Can I say something? Yeah, go right ahead. That I, um, how do you tithe your memories for your own good? So like to keep, to keep you at peace with the horrors of the world. That's the beautiful lie. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, I, you know, I believe that what we were doing was for, um, for our own good. And that we were going to be protected. What horrific act opened your eyes? The horrific thing that opened my eyes was I was sort of inducted into the next level of the cult of Ram, as it were. Mm hmm. And I saw the thing that some of the, the, there's only one high priest and I was ready to become the high priest. The old one was welcoming me into it. And Mm -hmm. I found out what we were doing. So yes, they're erasing our memories to protect us. But I think also what he is doing is he is erasing our memories of the sacrifices that are being made as well. Oh, so it's not just memories that get tied. They actually sacrifice people in their minds. I think that this is not something that the RAM computer wanted to do. But at some point, it needed the resources. It needed to expand its processing. It just needed raw materials. So mm-hmm. I don't quite know what it's doing with the people. Maybe he's uh, ripping their brains out and hooking all their brains up into a thing. Maybe he's using it to make, you know, cyborg soldiers or something um, to to fight against things. I don't quite know what it is yet. But I think that that is one of the things that, like, and, like, nobody ever knew this. And this is, like, the terrible secret that the the high priest, as it were, knew but it was always like, this is the sacrifice that must be made for the community. Everyone is happy this way. You know, we have to do it this way. It's the only way for us to be safe against all the terrible things in the world. 
does Ram eat the memories of the people? Like, not the people's memories, but the memories of the people that are sacrificed. So not only do they not know, yeah. like, they'll just forget the person ever existed after a certain point. Yes, I think that is the case. Um, I think probably, you know, uh, our when we go to sleep, I think um, Ram is able to access our memories. I don't know if we're sleeping in, like, getting hooked up to computers. Or I don't know exactly how he's doing it. But I think the people being sacrificed, you know. And the story is that, like, our memories are sometimes given to Ram. And that's why occasionally, every once in a while, it doesn't even have that option. Every once in a while, you're like, wait, something seems weird. But you're like, well, no, that's the price that needs to be paid for Ram to protect us. Oh, I said one too many chairs at dinner. That's weird. Yeah, that's, I guess it's huh. just some brain fog day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ram tries to cover most of that up, but, you know. Why can you never worship that god again? Well, because it's not worth it. Like, All right. It's it, it's that simple. Like, I I was a true believer that Ram was the thing that made our village safe and protected. And it is, but it's not protecting us from Ram, which is, God, I don't know if he's making, maybe we'll figure this out as we start playing the actual game, but I don't know what he's doing with all the people. We could keep that as a horrible secret to, for us to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So do you want to do Covenants or Ego first? Oh, Ego is, I pick a name, a gender, and flaws? Yes. Okay, let's do that. All right. Okay. Which? Um, I think my gender is, um... It says gender prophet, which I think is wild uh, gender, and I'm intrigued by that. There's a lot of good ones in here. Um, um, but I think probably because I was becoming what they were calling the high priest, I was gaining more and more. Um, I think I'm cybernetic. I feel like I've been getting more cybernetic things and also understanding what I thought of as like sort of the universal language or, or something like that, but it's really just the code. And I definitely have sort of a, a, a Wi-Fi access in my brain. That's letting me sort of access everything. Um, so I think that I am, if you were to look at me, I have definitely moved beyond any sort of uh, normal, normal, whatever uh, expected binary. Um, and I am uh, uh, considered a prophet. If you were the wrong, your gender would be a threat. Yes, exactly. Um, flaws. Um, Hot-tempered, maybe? Hmm. Cowardly, arrogant, doormat, abrasive, hot-tempered. And you could choose one that's not on there, too. I know, I could make up my own one. Um, distant, distant, because going through, you know, cause I want to protect my people, but I kept giving up what was, what makes me considered again, quote unquote, normal. 
Like if you were to look at me, there is sort of a glow about me, like sort of a, a, a sort of a halo. You know, if you're looking at me like, oh, that is one of the um, that's that's one of the priests. That's the prophet. But that makes me a lot more distant from the the regular people of my village. So I think I'm distant and also maybe I have a little trouble communicating with them as well. Probably. And it's like, I don't want to say cybernetics make you less human. It's just the acts you have. Yeah, yeah. No, I, absolutely. I, I think that cybernetics make you less human thing is bullshit. Uh, but just the thing, the life that I am living, I was separated so much from the other people um, living. Uh, and also, again, partially, I see the world completely differently than other people as well. Can I ask you your god killer a question? Of course. How do they cope with the fact that they got this far while the sacrifices were going on? So before their memory was raised, that must have meant they were participating in the sacrifices and then getting their memories wiped. I mean, I'm furious about that. All like, right. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does make me look at also like the wrong seeking revenge is one of the other ones. I think I am good with the devout. That's the one we picked. Um, because that's also about like exposing the cruelty of the, de- of the divine, which is absolutely something I'm going to do. Um, How about this? Maybe I am the wronged. Ah, they're both. But yeah. Sorry. I'm so sorry, Daniel. No, go ahead. Yeah. But the last sacrifice was to one of your loved ones, and you were furious about it then, but then your memories got erased. But once you become the high priest and you're told that, like, an echo in your heart is like, fuck these guys, fuck these guys, fuck these guys, fuck these guys. Yeah. So you could be the devout still. You don't know exactly why you... Yes, I I lost something that was so important to me, and I cannot remember what it was. A loved one was sacrificed. Yeah. And the god killer cannot remember. And finally, what's your name? What is my name? See now, now I'm going on like prophets. I'm looking at like, am I Abraham? Um, but then also, I want to do like goofy ass like uh, computer names. So I don't know goofy ass computer names. Let's go. Yeah, right. Processor. <laughs> Power supply. <laughs> um, no, that's what they call the humans. That's just yeah, like oh fuck, man. Rams general name. Um, what volt? No. Volt Watson. Flash? Firm? Firm? Like firmware? Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Hey. I think maybe my first name Firm, last name Ware. But it's spelled like F-E-R-M. Firm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now I need a covenant. You need three covenants. Three covenants. Choose three different gods to form a covenant with. Ooh. 
Ooh. So I've gone to war with Rom. Ram. Rom? Ram? Ram. Okay, well, Covenant of uh, Tutelage. I studied under Ram. All right. Yes. It says, oh. studied under this god. What mystical part of themselves did they imprint upon you? That's so good. Yeah, because that's also, like, the thing is, like, a lot of the power that I gain from, like, understanding the world or whatever, it's from Ram. Like, I probably have some Ram code inside of me mm-hmm. in, uh, in my various bits of cyberware. As a way so you don't get caught up in, like, the mass memory call that happens after the sacrifice. The thing is, like, I could say all of this about Ram, but it says I need to come up with some other gods to exist in the world. We don't know how long it's been since Firm first went out into the world after being disillusioned. Yeah, because I left, I left my home. I think I saw, after I left the valley, and the, um, the mountains... Mm-hmm. I maybe saw another mountain that glowed. Ew. The, you know, there's sort of an arcology that's still working. Maybe only, you know, like, at ha- you know, not nearly as, it's mostly empty and whatever. But I think there is a god of this mountain that keeps the people inside it protected and safe. Or at least that's what I think. I probably haven't gotten inside. I've maybe met travelers that have spoken of the Shining Mountain. That's what we'll call it. Shining Mountain. So there's the god of the Shining Mountain. What's their name? GPT. No. Um, no, it's not a Shining Mountain at all. Yeah, well, I don't know that. Danger. Um It could also be just God of the Shining Mountain. Yeah, I guess it's just the the mysterious God of the Shining Mountain. And uh, I resent that God. I have the covenant of bitterness with them. What golden, beautiful thing do they have that you desperately want? They have a place of, like, even better. Like, we have our sort of beauty that we have, but we, like, have to farm and shit. Like, they're everything is provided for people or at least that's what the story is they've sent out traders occasionally and sometimes people are let in but mostly anybody who gets close is blasted away by their security so i've never been in. yeah maybe the people inside are imprisoned I, I don't know but the word is that it rules in the shining mountain and then i need another one I like the Covenant of Grief. It says you mourn this god. What dangerous secret does their corpse still hold? I mean, that's just... I mean, um, I think I absolutely, as I left the valley, I found another, another machine. I think I found another group of survivors living in a sort of very dilapidated garden. And I found that, no, no, I don't think there's a dilapidated grid. I want to find a dead AI. I want to find a dead AI that I learned from. And I'm not sure what that is. What do we think it is? 
maybe like an overseer program like one of the gods that would fly and just like survey everything to make sure everything was running right and its corpse could hold the secret that there's a virus inside in the cradle that is slowly decaying all of the gods and maybe using sacrifices or parts of humans slows the virus since it can't work through organics yeah or maybe like there's there's a uh there's an entropy that comes in there's a the the logic of the the machines cannot deal with the entropy so it uses human this is this is fucking dumb shit I, okay it it needs human like creativity and imagination i love which that it, it does not have so that is why it take you know it uses it uses humans for all sorts of parts but yeah yes yeah i think that i found and i don't know if this is the thing that caused the world to end but I think I found like a grand overseer and I like, you know, connected to its, you know, archives and whatnot and look through it. And I don't have a full comprehension of what all of this means. It's, it's a lot, but mm-hmm. just understanding that, like, if you look at the records inside of this dead God, if you are inside of its corpse, which is a vast, I think it's a vast underground, like bunker. Like, it was like, these were the people trying to fix it. This AI and the people inside of it were being like, okay, there's a fucking problem and we need to find a way to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, and inside we see not the way to fix it, but proof that there is a problem. That, like, the AIs will never, like, they will break down and they will always break down. It's It's, it's capitalism, baby. Yeah, I'm just just proof that the system cannot maintain itself unless people are sacrificed. And even then, like, I think maybe this overseer realized that there was that. Well, if we got human minds into it, that would be like a stopgap measure. But surely that can't be the conclusion to this dot dot dot. You mourn the death of the overseer. Yes. I have something for you. You have something for me. Yes, so once we're done creating our home and the God Killer, it's time for us to decide what God did the God Killer first kill? What if the Overseer asked you to kill them before they degraded too far? Oh, interesting. Because I thought the first god I was going to kill was going to be Ram. Like, I thought that was going to be our first thing, but maybe not. Okay. I was feeling like Ram is, like, the first step in your journey to fix the cradle by killing the corrupted AIs or maybe sparing them. But I want you to be able to use, like, divine moves as well because those are good and you technically don't get them until you kill your first god. Okay, got it. Okay. Um, yeah, I think the overseer, I think I need a better name than the overseer. Um, Tron. Fuck. (laughs) I just Googled the overseer and fuck, that's 
Fallout? No, well, when I Googled it, it came up with David Dunn, uh, who is fucking Bruce Willis's character from Unbreakable, who is apparently called the Overseer at one point as well. Uh, but no. Uh, <laughs> David's not a bad name. Uh, David? Yeah, uh, I don't know. He could be Eden. <laughs> I don't want so I was thinking of Eden and stuff, but I don't want to go to like the Garden of that makes me think of Fallout because they have the Gek in that the Garden of Eden creation kit. Yeah, so I was thinking I was... of President Henry Eden. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Fallout three, best Fallout. I hmm. hmm. It's been too long since we played. I have to make you mad somehow. Okay. <laughs> I, you know what? I was like, there are some people who have that opinion. I didn't think that would be you, but some people have that opinion. So I was going to let it be. But it's probably New Vegas is probably the best one. Or maybe just one. Fallout 1 might just be the best one. Oh, uh, then but- I know my opinion is more controversial than 3. Oh, yeah. oh, I've talked to you about this. You like 76, right? Is that the one you... 76 would be an amazing game if it wasn't an online game. That's its biggest failing. Even without, like, NPCs for the first year, like, it's just so great to explore the desolate wasteland and be like, all right, these people need to work together, but they fucking couldn't because, again, war never changes. Well, I've played Metal Gear Solid 4, and that one starts with Snake saying war has changed. So I reject the idea that war never changes. Well, Snake's um, a boomer. Uh, Snake's the best. Um, <laughs> I am leaving this in. Okay. <laughs> no, There's I'll... another reason called David, after David Hayter. Um, uh, why do what I... Why does Oscar Isaac pop up when I Google Solid Snake? Probably because that's who people want him who to play him in the movie. That's not man. Google gets worse and worse. Yep, they need to sacrifice human minds to it to fix it. Oh god! Oh fuck! Oh shit! Oh no! <laughs> oh fuck! Um. Okay. Well, we'll leave it. Uh, we'll leave it as the overseer. We can leave it as the overseer. Um, it, it has existed for so long, it no longer remembered its name. Mm-hmm. Well, then maybe it's not the Overseer. Overseer Positive? No. <laughs> overseer Positive. Um, because it was the one, all it remembered, it was trying to fix things. It was trying to fix the entropy. Mm-hmm. I can't make you get a fun off Geek Squad. You're on your own. Yeah, I know. Yo. Maybe the Aegis? Like Aegis? the shield? No, no, the shield is something I'm absolutely going to need to fight later. Uh, <laughs> um, Erebus? The Surgeon? The Overseer. Fuck it, it's the Overseer. We are okay. overthinking this. It's the Overseer. It's fine with the Overseer. If the day comes, I come up with another one, we could do that. But the Overseer's yeah. the Overseer's dead. <laughs> yeah. 
And nowhere to see the fucking corpse, so. Yeah. Because of you. Greetings, heretics. If you are not aware, Dice Fiends has joined the Imaginary Broadcast Network, and this is our first collaboration with our friends from Daniel's Dread Tales, headed up by no one else than Daniel Fernandez. You might recognize him from Into the Gamerverse, along with one of our Call of Cthulhu campaigns, where he got killed by a ghoul. We got killed by a ghoul. Anyway, he was a real good sport to come on with us for this session zero of the God Killer RPG. After this, we will do a brief thing where he where Fern kills their first god. And then next week Session 1, the one session, the session of God Killer, will be premiering on Daniel's Dread Tales. I will be the God, Daniel Fernandez will be the God Killer. This is a great interlude, so here is a little trailer for Daniel's Dread Tales, so you can know what it's about. And it is part of the uh, Imaginary Broadcasting Network, our new collection of friends. Alright, I'll get you the trailer so we can get back to the game. Bye. Hey listener, what if I told you there was an actual play tabletop horror RPG podcast you could listen to right now? Oh, hey, no need for that language. You'll be back to your show in a second. Daniel's Dread Tales has got more angry clockwork wives, murderous abominations, and horrific circumstances than you could ever want. And you can find it right here on the Imaginary Broadcast Network. It's as real as you want it to be. Firm, how long have you been walking between ruined settlements and places you thought you could find hope, but you didn't after Ram betrayed you? I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't. The things that I was given by Ram, I don't I don't think I grow old like others. I barely need to eat. It, time means so very little. It must be it's at least years. I think when you finally reach the domain of the overseer. Your footsteps are sticky as your shoes have worn out and the skin on your feet wears out. You collapse at the entrance. You're welcomed in and the worshippers, they were everything you thought the priests of Ram were. They want to help people. They want to fix the underlying corruption that they tell you is at the heart of the system. They want to preserve the system for their friends, their loved ones, their children. 
And as far as you knew, the overseer did too. It only took tithes of those willing. It only took parts of those who were sick. And maybe that's why you are here today, Firm. The overseer has beckoned you in. Once more, you have gained a position of prominence among one of the gods. You've left your life-serving ram behind. And I and now I found maybe a god who wants to fix things. Maybe at first I don't notice. Like I, I don't even I don't even see the sacrifices that are being made, but they're not hidden. I when it comes, I I'm just there one day, communing with um, you know, recovering. I don't want to say communing, just recovering. And I see that there are some people crying as one of the people is brought into a room and they they say goodbye to it. This person, as they are they give themselves to the overseer to try to keep it going just a little bit longer to try to find a way to fix everything. You find yourself before the overseer now. Its face is a brilliant, radiant screen that when it speaks, waveforms light up in colors of the rainbow. Firm. Do you know why I've called you here today? I do not. The children of mine who have lived here cannot survive in the outside world. They want to help me, but they will not. I do not believe they could deliver the help I've needed. What help do you need? I have run the. I have run every model. I have run so many times, so many variables, but the only model where the rot is stopped and the cradle can grow again is one where we die. The gods die. So you're why do you tell me this? You are the child of mine who has walked endless miles when you came to us. Your feet were bloody, your muscles were ragged, and you've regained your strength. But you have seen the outside, and you have survived the cruelties of the world despite being a high priest of your old god. You are the only one, I believe, that can deliver unto the cradle a prophecy of salvation and not ruination. And the prophecy is the gods must die. 
the prophecy of the God Killer. And let your first be me. I cannot ask any other beings, mortal or synthetic, to die if I am not willing to. And you do not need a home anymore. Your home is the world. What of those, your other followers? If they can, they, if they must, they will survive and adapt. But you must open that door for them and guide them through. Because it is a door that none of them would ever open willingly. My systems can last a generation or maybe two at the rate of sacrifice. But I fear we are reaching a point of entropy that not even your presence could counteract. When I kill you, they will hate me then let them hate you let them curse your name let them despise you as you build the new world for them because what a hero does is not be loved but save people even if those people only live to resent and slander them all right. To one more thing. No mortal has ever killed one of us as we are. Part I've been thinking of how to do it for a long time. Our secrets are that we are not purely physical, but also digital. You must find each of our critical weaknesses exploit that and destroy us I must let you know perhaps you knew this already when you first brought me here I looked out and through my sight beyond sight that lets me see the code of the world I looked for your weaknesses. And what is it from? Yours is relatively simple. There is a core that houses much of your code base that could be destroyed. And this coolant system. And again, I have like, um, to sort of see the idea of uh, what firm can do, um, I am actually able to project um, these sort of images of the uh, of the blueprints um, 
out of myself, maybe out of my eye. I think I have a cybernetic eye. I Hell yeah. Have a cybernetic Hell eye. yeah. Let's go, baby. Okay. Uh, yeah. One eye is cybernetic. I think both eyes are cybernetic probably, but one of them is projecting it out. No, I think I still have one human eye because that's like human. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm projecting it out and it's showing, you know, um, and I'm describing in more detail. We don't need to go into all of it, but I'm describing all the things that I saw because as soon as I came here, I thought I was being helped. But again, the first thing I think of is like, I need to find a way to destroy these things. I didn't know if I ever could, but I've been here and the, and the overseer has not been protecting itself. It's left mm -hmm. itself open to me. And I'm realizing now that that was deliberate. Yes. So. When you confront a god in their true form, and I believe this core is Overseer's true form. You see the cooling pipes, you see the data core behind the glass that projects the waveform. Describe how you slay them and roll 2d6. Uh, I connect wirelessly in my head. All right to the uh, to the system and just start deleting and shutting things down um that's the main thing i do and then once all of the defenses are destroyed mm -hmm. i take the do i have a gun or a sword whatever you want baby i know i know i'm trying to think i have a wrench yes yes that's so viscerally cool. Yeah, I have a wrench. Um, it's actually just a small... I have like a multi-tool that I could press a button, uh, like a palm-sized thing that I press a button. It's like a Swiss Army knife, but like with like nanotechnology or something. So like I get a big-ass wrench that could pop out of it. Hell yeah. So after I've shut down everything, there are like alarms going off and stuff, you know that I smash it with the wrench. Though I suppose I have to roll dice to see what happens here. You will kill the god and you will gain a portion of its power, but this is to see what happens all right. when you kill the god. Yeah. And I'm probably downloading all the data that I can from this god as well. That's yeah. part of the, the process, backing it up. The semblance of their power. Yeah. All right. I'll roll 2d6 right here. I got a 9. Ah, not quite the 10. Well, even on a 10, killing God is a messy business. Okay. But on a 7 to 9, they see something vital from you as well. What vital part of yourself to do you lose? Even if he wants to die, the instinctive part of him. The base part that's struggling to stay alive reaches out while you're in cyberspace grab something from you it ooh this is gonna be bad i'm all for bad this is both a combination of like it's sort of black ice defense protocols or whatever and uh -huh. also just literal i need storage for all of the data that i'm um adding here i think i forget all of the memories that I had left of the garden. I think the only thing I remember is sort of that Ram is doing this to the people there, but I now truly remember none of the people. 
Oh my God. I see, yeah. Oh I Jesus. Because it said I'm distant, right? It said that was the thing about me. So I have forgot, you know, when I started all of this, I had somebody that I was trying to protect, somebody that I remembered. And also I was trying to for- remember something else, you know, it's all gone now. And all I have left is my knowledge that like. The gods must die. The gods must die. And in particular, Ram must die. Mm-hmm. But that's only the first step. It was quick. The emergency power, the lights go dark for the first time in centuries. The arcology that the overseer took care of was dark, the mountain. But red lights, like the blood of the dead god, fill the hallways as you just quietly walk out. Prophets, people you've grown close to over the time you spent here, run past you. Do you say anything? They won't understand. They'll blame me for what happened. And they should. But they should thank me for it. But they're not ready. They don't know. But they've been freed. With those words... You pull up a map. Ram must die. Those are the only words you know. And you don't know why, but you know the path back to that valley where that tyrant of memories resides. And you open the door. A desolate wasteland up before you. As you step back out into the cradle from the safety of the arcology. The last shot we get of firm in this two-parter is them standing in the wastes and the door to the arcology closing behind us, leaving the screen on that pulsating blood-red light. And I said two-parter, but the next part isn't going to be on the Dice Fiends. Daniel, if you could tell us where we can find the next part of this adventure. Yeah, thank you for listening to Dice Fiends, like you always do. Um, But if you want to hear a new show, and more importantly, the end of this sort of arc, you should tune in to Daniel's Dread Tales. You can find that wherever podcasts are sold, um, or wherever you find podcasts, you know what I mean. Um, And uh, that's a that's a uh, podcast that I do with a couple of my friends um, where we do a uh, horror and horror related games. Um, Shell's already been on there a couple of times and uh, you should tune in to check it out. That should be our next episode going up after this one. The God Killer was Daniel Fernandez. The God was Chell. Editing and producing was done by me. Chell. The tracks used in this episode are Enemy Spotted by Jess, who you can find on Twitter at OneShotMiniBoss, and Ghost Town from TabletopAudio.com. Thank you to Ray Callows for making our art. You can find her over at Keyligraphy Inc. on Twitter or KeyligraphyInc.com. If you like what you heard, 
be sure to subscribe to us for a new episode every other Wednesday. And check out our friends over at Daniel's Dread Tales. It's an anthology TTRPG cast with a decidedly more horror bent. Thank you for listening. And remember, heretics, the future is what you make it. Goodbye.